Hi, I'm John. And I'm Colin. And I'm a peacock. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. America has always been defined by its excess. The Grand Canyon, professional sports contracts, Wendy's Baconator, extra bacon. I myself have 18 Lamborghinis and a Subaru station wagon. And it's because of this excess that I have flourished. I implore you, please, do not stop profiting. Live for excess. It's the American way. We couldn't do our jobs if it weren't for you guys doing all the paperwork, answering the phones, and all the stupid shit that we don't like to do. All the gunfights, all the car chases, all the sex with women we don't want to have with the women we have to. Due to you guys. Thank you. Did someone just call 9-1? Holy shit. I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and freaking eat you! And guess what? You've wandered into our school of tuna, and we now have a taste of lion. We've talked to ourselves. We've communicated yeah. and said, you know what? Lion tastes good. Let's go get some more lion. Christina! You idiot! You come to our house, you get my wife's name right! Did that go the way you thought it was gonna go? Nope. Oh. Wouldn't it be great if we could have Ice T doing some voiceover t- to do the intro for this show? That'd be pretty cool. But instead, you just get me. Hi, how's it going? Uh, we got movies, as always, that we want to do. Uh, Adam McKay movies. Everyone kind of loves Adam McKay movies. Um, we're going back to 2010 when we put together the veritable comedic forces of Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg in The Other Guys. Uh, This movie kind of plays on some funny, I don't know about tropes, but it goes anti to some like established cop tropes because these aren't the hero cops. These are the guys in the background doing the paperwork. Paper bitch and Yankee Clipper. All that stupid Uh, shit we don't like to do. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> are are just in the background as as um uh, you know what other names the 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 big shit cops uh Danson and Highsmith um they kind of are featured uh very early in this movie um to some great comedic effect uh cast here is is pretty pretty outstanding Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, Eva Mendez, Michael Keaton, Steve Coogan, Ray Stevenson, Samuel L. Jackson, Dwayne the Rock um lots of other faces that you would that you would recognize from um uh from movies new and old That's grand and not so jersey, grand short bitch from the jersey shore <laughs> <laughs> um big budget thrown into this uh 1 hour and 7 minute movie $100 million budget, some of the highest numbers shown, uh, but brought back close to 200 at the box office, 170 So made some good money. 
Um, and uh, given quite the pomp and circumstance, because Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, both huge around this time, doing lots and lots and lots of stuff. Farrell can come off a, a couple of big comedies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was interesting to see these guys come together. So re- received pretty well by the critics. Um, I remember kind of being super hyped for this one back in the day when it came out and um, I went to see it in theaters. I think I saw this with at least Colin, but possibly with Brent as well. Can't recall exactly. Um, what's your guys' history with this with this flick? Man, I don't remember. It just it's was kind of there a, one day. It's just been around for so long. I don't remember when I first saw it. It's just kind of always been there, it feels like, even though it's been like 13 years, I guess. But, yeah, I can't recall when I first saw this movie. Colin? No, me neither, but I, I've watched it quite a bit. Um, definitely, uh, um, like, this is a good movie that to fall asleep to for sure so it's one of those where you kind of watch the first half and you fall asleep and then yeah wake up and the next day you'll watch the second half it's just it's the thing about this movie is always it's been too long it's always been too long so the thing we should just admit right now what we did we made a mistake and we watched the extended version of this movie yeah. and uh if you guys thought if you guys have seen it before and you're like ah, oh, it's a little long well, the extended versions, like, I think it was, what, 10 or 11 minutes longer? Nine yeah. minutes, I believe, but it felt like 15. <laughs> like 90 minutes. It really did. <laughs> There's so really I'll take, did. I'll take blame for this also. Uh, the viewing was at my house, and it was uh, the stream I selected. And We all let it happen, man. Poorly, so, uh, we just didn't discover it. Everybody. We, we didn't so discover it until it. like yeah. 20 or 25 minutes. Like it didn't click because like the extra scenes that are in at the first half hour of the movie are very light. And you're like, oh, I didn't quite remember that. that but line, you don't think it's a big it's deal. More like lines. Yeah. Yeah. Like lines and, and gags. And you're like, oh, but that is funny. That is related to what's going to happen later. Um, but then it's more things start happening. These more longer drawn a whole car chase scene that was cut from the first. That's. You know, it has funny moments. Wahlberg and all the people together with Coogan and stuff can be funny. But anyway, we don't want to review the movie based on that version. So we try. Um, we have to try really hard not to because I was getting really frustrated with its length think, and added scenes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the trouble of it. But otherwise, I think that we've probably all got enough experience with this to to edit it in our head um yeah i've seen it long and i've seen it so many times that i know what was not in the original so i you're right i'm fine with that it but even the original like i said was a had a strike against it going into this because i knew that they'd be the the original was very long for for a comedy i think it's an hour and 49 minutes or something yeah something like that yeah so actually not that long uh, no, compared to some com- some comedies, I'm sure Back to the Future is at least two hours long. Yeah, that is a longer one. Yeah, so, um, but anyway, despite that, the opening of this movie is hilarious. Uh, it sets oh, yeah. the tone for the audience. Um, it's action packed and cr- crazy when uh, <laughs> when they hit the bus. All of the shooting and the, he's on the hood of a car right from the beginning. 
But when they hit the bus and then they they take the bus with their car in the side of the bus and they then launch, they shoot their car at the guys launch the car using at the, the bus bad guys. And I love how when the car comes out, not only is Samuel Jackson shooting out the blown out windshield, but when it hits the bad guy's car, uh, their SUV, it like springboards that their car into the building. Uh, with this whole, the sound effects and stuff and that, I want make it so funny too. Because it's, it's, there's a roaring sound when it goes in. And then a yep. huge explosion. And, and you never question how Samuel Jackson somehow survived all of that. Because he was in the no. car. I'm I sure know. I it bounces off. It. Yeah, it's crazy. But, uh, but then they're just on the top of the, the, top of the city hall or the, uh, the police department giving interviews. And uh, it sounds like they, they caused like millions of dollars of damage for a small amount of marijuana that they uh, yep. got from the bad guys. <laughs> yep. So it's a good way of setting up the movie. Uh, it's quick. And, and then you quickly meet our our uh, kind of heroes. The other guys. Saying, the other guys. So I thought that was all good. Up up till that point, I, I, I feel like the setup's really good. Yeah, I mean, when we see Danzen and Highsmith do their thing, it's this huge rush of energy, action, craziness. Uh, and they are badass cops who um, rule the streets of New York. But while the other guys, like our other main characters, who is <laughs> Yan- Yankee Clipper and Paper Bitch, um, I just love those names. Um, Terry and what's uh, Alan? Alan and Terry, uh, who are just like peacocks waiting to bud, uh, they're ready to jump into action. And well, the at least Terry bud. is. Uh, peacocks fly, I guess. So they're ready to. Peacocks waiting to hatch. To the bud, like to mature, they grow the big tail shit. They don't. Maybe? Fly. They don't fly though, right? Correct. Uh, I, <laughs> I believe I mean, that's, they can. They- they can glide leap. for short times if they leap from an elevated position. They fly better than people. <laughs> there you go. Without airplanes. Yeah, that's that's definitely it. Anywho, yeah, who are you to criticize their flying? You don't fly where shit. Totally. Uh, unfortunately, Danson and Highsmith, who are amazing action cops, make a real bad ego-based decision to jump off a building and splat to their death. So some of the other cops are trying to figure out who is the best cop who's the hot shot and uh, Terry and Alan <laughs> reluctantly go along, pursue some scaffolding violations, get caught up in a giant billion dollar scam. And um, yeah, we find out some interesting stuff about them along the way. And will they allow the police union to be scammed at a $32 billion? I don't know. Let's see it. The other guys, you can, kinda, sorry, I just had to synopsize this shit. You can kind of give The Rock and Sam uh, a little bit of a pass for that fucking bad decision, considering the little snapshot of their life that we see at the beginning, and we get the impression that it's common that they are doing this. You'd start to think that you were, you know, special somehow. Invincible. Or like a superhero yeah. or something. Yeah. And you'd be like, yeah, they man, clearly. Let's, let's go for the bush. Like, they well, didn't even get close to the bush, though. They did, they, what's across the street? I mean, their physics I, is well I didn't even anyways. see bushes. <laughs> no. <laughs> but they, uh, if, I didn't see it either. I didn't but, see um, it either. But I do like that they don't shy away from it. The narrator talks about how crazy it was that they did that. 
And then so so do the other cops and stuff. They talk about uh, the captain talks about it actually. So um, oh it's funny that they they uh, Gene yeah make jokes. Captain Gene, you mean? Throughout this movie, yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on if we're in Bed Bath and Beyond or not. <laughs> no, Captain um, Gene, I'm not a I'm not a no, kitty show host. Outside of work, he can be just Gene. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he wants to be called Captain, not Captain Gene. He's like, I'm not yes. Captain Kangaroo. <laughs> I'm not a kitty show host. Captain Gene. Yeah, Michael Captain Keaton. Gene. I I will say it now. Michael Keaton is my favorite part of this movie. Mine is yeah. Eva Longoria, but Captain, oh, well, he would be I, a second one. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. I also really love Will Ferrell in this movie and, and his character in particular. His, his Alan is... Um, not uh, not not flawless, but there's just a couple of craziness that Will Ferrell does, and for most of the movie, playing like a pretty happy-go-lucky straight-laced guy, and then watching him freak out in the couple of scenes that he does is very, very satisfying. When he's in Urshan's office and he thinks he's coming in as the batter cop, and uh, he thinks you know he, Mark Wahlberg looks over, he's like, "Yep, yep, yep," and starts like freaking out and telling him he's gonna make make him eat a pile of human shit. It's just those ups and downs for for his character in particular are funny uh, and a bit more dynamic and enjoyable than than uh, like when put up against Mark Wahlberg, who I know is being a different character um, with a different humor to him. But um, yeah, I, I really mean, like those two in particular. We have to Gene admit though, Will Ferrell Alan. is just um, Will Ferrell. Yeah. Right. He's he's being himself. Um, Mark Wahlberg, not so much. You know what I mean, but um, but I don't find Will Ferrell. Ah, fuck. I don't. I, my point is, is that Will Ferrell's not doing any great leaps here. Like his character is funny, and it's great, and I love watching him. And I mean, it's all effective, but it's not a stretch for Will Ferrell. It's kind of the same kind of character that he does in every movie. I think. If if Alan wasn't constantly pointing it out for humor, his character, well, his character doesn't make any sense. But the only reason that works in the movie is because Alan continuously points it out as a joke that nothing, his his like his home life, his attractiveness to women, um, because he, because he he does act differently at home than he does at work. At work he ha- he acts very mousy, and with his wife he's like pretty verbal, like about how yep. shitty her clothes are and how crappy the dinner is. <laughs> So he's yeah. like a meek guy, but except for when it comes to her, and um, well, of course, because that's his, the women. He's still got a touch of gator in him. Yeah, well, yeah. and the whole gator <laughs> thing, and then the the women kind of fawning or throwing themselves at him when he is not an interesting. He's like an accountant and not a good-looking man. By like, I mean, Mark Wahlberg's a much better-looking man than he is. But I so, but. But Wahlberg keeps making fun of it all the time, so so they're making fun of the whole the the inconsistencies with this character. So it works for the movie. Um, that's just smart writing, I guess, for the comedy in the movie. No, seriously, tell me who that is. <laughs> that's the old uh, ball and chain. <laughs> yeah, the old ball and chain. Bye, Sheila. You kinda look shitty. <laughs> Shut up, Alan. Bye, Sheila. I miss you. <laughs> Go in the house. Bye, Sheila. Yeah. Some of yeah. the stuff in this makes me laugh 
um, quite hard. I, I think this movie feels like more than just skits put together. I was going to say that it felt like that a lot of that for me. Did you? Did it really? I thought like compared to some of the other, um, um, like Adam McKay has uh, written a bunch of stuff and he wrote a lot in, for Saturday Night Live and stuff like that. So I think some of the, like Anchorman 2, who, which McKay, I think McKay directed, maybe, maybe not though, maybe definitely wrote though. Because they did Anchorman, they did Raw, uh, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, Anchorman Two. Um, See, I found it really skittish. Like all the Christina stuff, skit, all of the stuff with the homeless guys sleeping in their. But cars, it's all progression, skits. right? It's yeah, it, just, that's part it's, of. A, it's the, like the car. In, the car stuff has nothing to do with anything. That that his car keeping having homeless guys fucking in it. Doesn't drive the story forward. His car getting stolen doesn't drive the story forward. It's all that's skits. That's all skits. And Christina thing, like Christina, the Christina thing, thing advances, but you that can take does it. advance. That one does, but a lot and of the they're other doing stuff something doesn't. The in the bar other room. stuff and the pub stuff where he sings songs and uh, like there's a lot of skit stuff in this. I find you might well, think I mean, because like, of the beard that I'm hairy, but I, I think this. <laughs> Shaved. Shaved. Some of that stuff is like classic. Well, I like the Christina stuff is some of my favorite stuff. I love that you stuff. Say my wife's name the right it, way. But it, but but like they didn't add much to that in this version, but like all of that whole st- all of that whole scene from when they get to the door till when they flee is all funny. It's yeah. short, like there's little short moments. They they keep that that stuff tight, whereas there's a lot of meandering. This movie, the structure in this movie is weird. It is not um, conducive with. Um, it's not. There's something in the the last half of this movie because up till I would say the the funeral of Dan. What are the what are the guys? The action guys. Uh, the funeral of Samuel Jackson and. Danzen and Highsmith. Danzen and Highsmith. Everything is pretty good. I'm fine with it. But then it starts to it starts to um, wander quite a bit. Well, the the case, like I'm, I, I kind of tend to agree that like something something in the middle of this movie slows down and it makes the the end and the conclusion not come around. As quickly as I'd like. Yeah, when they when they get fired or demoted, and then they get back together, the stuff after that is way too long. All the stuff with where he goes to talk to his wife, and the elderly mother keeps passing messages, and then this version had um some bad stuff with Wahlberg going back and getting his girlfriend back and marrying her at the end. All of that stuff shit yeah, was you it can't was, you can't reference that you're totally right you're totally right that was all edited out for good reason because it was all bad so the the original cut the jury will disregard the previous statement you're totally right you're totally right um but but the stuff with will ferrell and his wife there's too much of it we don't need so much of her in it like who cares if they like it their makeup doesn't have to be that long yeah it could be so much shorter they shouldn't even have to make up. They just go do the fucking thing. And then we don't see the makeup. And then at the end, he's back with his wife. Like, we don't. 
I don't think that was making up. I think that was um like he's like trying to he might die the next day he thinks so he's like trying to romantically say goodbye because when he calls that her, makes it worse like, oh my god alan alan <laughs> i know i'm just saying it's not what you said i'm not no I'm you're not correct the scene you're totally correct and that makes it worse it's not even he's not even like closing a loop of some an issue that arised he's just like going to talk to his wife to tell her he loves her before he goes to a suicide mission like holy fuck do we not need that <laughs> Even though the woman who does the passing of the messages is a very funny. You say I, such personal things. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, and she can't do it, and she can't do it, and she keeps doing it. So, this, so the writing is clever, but that's once again very skittish. I wonder how much of that some some stuff was like uh, ad libbed or on the spot improv right like because you have oh, to yeah. think like the especially like the the scene where the guy's talking about um the car and what happened to it and dirty mike and the boys and then like there's a deer vagina in there and i'm sure there was a bunch of other that's yeah well the whole the whole line with will ferrell um where he talks about um being a tuna and they start hunting the lions on the land yeah and using kelp for breathing apparatus yeah that's all improv yeah a lot of the movie has that at times, which gives it a some sense of authenticity. Will Ferrell's gifted with that shit. Yeah, and I can't yeah. speak to like to like Mark Wahlberg or anyone else's ability for it, but like, I mean, we've seen Will Ferrell do that, and he continues to fucking be hilarious, just ad living. So that to me is like amazing, and and that is very funny. Like. I've always thought that was funny, but watching the movie this time, it was all very unnecessary. A lot of the stuff with them at the desks arguing and fighting is way too much. It should have been cut back to just the most minimal. You Once you establish that they don't get along and they have different personalities, you don't need to keep hammering that, that message home. They lean I into that way too much on in the original version. McKay is a guy that likes to really drive a joke home. Um, yeah. And, and he say. strikes me as the kind of guy that that kind of has a hard time not adding more punchlines to the joke or not stopping the joke, so to speak, right? Um, because that's what the movies feel like quite often that he does. Um, and not saying that the movies are bad or good as a result, but it seems to be in there like this one, that there is a, a an abundance of scenes um, where, I mean, you're right. You could cut a lot of this stuff out. Um, I get a little heartbroken at the idea, actually, because I, I like it so much. But you're not wrong about it. Yeah, yeah like I've, the gun some pop of the stuff is fine. Like, I mean, you just pop. it's the stuff between him <laughs> and pops uh, amazing. It's, yeah, the gun <laughs> pops. The gun pops fine. It's the stuff between those two. Um, and then once again, too much of their personal lives. Um, that yeah. stuff, like the whole gator, the whole gator stuff and him being a pimp. Once again, all that could go. That conversation goes into a skit. That's like a five minute skit about Will Ferrell being a pimp, which is great and all. But what does it do? It doesn't really do anything for the story. Well, I mean, it drives forward how he gets his nuts back. Right. That's that's Will Ferrell's whole like like arc thing there is that he's 
he needs to find a middle ground between like sheepish and monstrous right and so like that scene while i agree doesn't need to be as long i don't think is necessarily uh meaningless right well i mean do you guys agree or no you i just think you could have done in a different way he's sitting behind a desk and he he's hiding from something but it kind of isn't doesn't make a lot of sense like it should have been like something else like he he's hiding behind a desk because he was a pimp in college it's and then now he, he wants he, the most because stable his wife job. promised him yeah yeah he wants promised the most stable job yeah. i don't know it's just it seems like a long way to go for i mean like, that's a that's a cop trope if there's any of them in the movie that is for sure one right yeah, it just seems like there's we don't need that much information to establish something like that. We don't need a whole side story about when he was a kid, when he was in college. It could have been anything, any number want, of like, things. Yeah, because like, yeah, I like Eva Mendez for um, for all she has in this movie. Like, is her character about anything more than the gag that his wife is like super hot and you wouldn't have expected that and he kind of treats her shitty which is also like weird that he does do that um because she's like the nicest lady in the world I mean, it's also good for the for the mark Wahlberg bit yeah well, yeah which i guess once is again, tied to that same thing right and yeah. mark Wahlberg that does that joke too many times too um once again like the the one line where she's talking about her breasts and he goes you're a nice lady uh, and <laughs> that's like all you need that's one of the funniest lines but then it's like the goodbye goodbye Sheila goodbye Sheila goodbye Sheila goodbye Sheila and then Will Ferrell says something he tells him to shut up and says goodbye Sheila again all too long like you said he's hammering the same nail over and over and over and over again just doesn't know when to stop and leave the nail alone no that horse is dead sometimes Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and like anyone you'd forgive, but like for a lot throughout the movie starts to wear on you a bit. That's the thing. I like a long joke, um, but I find that there should be constraints, right? Because like yeah. you say, you don't want to have that 10 times through the movie because it makes the movie too long and you start feeling that, that fucking time pass. Yeah, it's um, okay. If you throw it's like okay. one good one, maybe one with a callback, like that to me is great. The the joke with the homeless where they find his car and they're describing what what's in there. If you just the stick with the original thing. stuff, which was fine, the original stuff which was in the original movie, but then to go back and them to be at the pier and have a whole scene with the Mike and the boys and they're going to get into his car again, all of that stuff could have gone it was just funny that they called it the soup kitchen and all that stuff was really funny. But then we have to fucking see Mike and the boys and like all that shit go, I would I would have cut. Yeah. I think I think that stuff is just looking for a for a funny way to end a scene always, right? Like they if they just have that scene where they're talking under the bridge and they have like a serious moment about that and like a little bonding and then it cuts to the next thing. I mean, that tonally doesn't really feel like the rest of the movie because every movie is accented with one of these punchlines at the end of every scene, I think, right? So uh, can yeah, you get away much. with that? Can you get well, away with doing that? I think you how, can. And how often can you do it? 
I think you can get away with that. Think about them finding the message in the car and then Christina's husband coming running after them. You don't need him to be doing that. Like, skip that. They find the message, they listen to it, cut to the next scene. Like, the problem with him is, is that he thinks there has to be some huge joke at the end of every scene. That And so he's, like, drawing onto stuff he's done previously, like you said, as callbacks. And that's just lazy and kind of a mistake sometimes. It doesn't, <laughs> everything doesn't have to be, like, hysterical in the movie. Like all That's that a mistake TLC sometimes, stuff, but it's lazy. Like all that TLC stuff with uh, <laughs> with Captain Jean Captain is Jean. really funny. Like none of that is not funny, but no. but it's it's just good writing. It's the writing comes from the character. It's really good. That's why uh, that stuff is so effective because it doesn't it doesn't slow anything down. There's no detour to get there. No, it's just it's just Jean throwing these lines in. And the guys being like, "Come on, right?" And it's <laughs> it's a funny enough scenario. It is that you that you can go along with it without all the fucking uh, legwork. Yeah, yeah, and that's all of the jokes with him at the end, or all him at Bed Bath and Beyond. All of that I would leave in because it's really funny to see that character doing, and he's talking like he's the captain, and then he starts talking about a rapist and stuff. He's like, "Oh no, well." No, no, no. So that's with my other job. Don't worry about that. Well, you should worry if you live in Crescent Heights and walk in pairs. All that stuff's brilliant. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's improv. I don't know. I don't think it is. But, like, I would leave all the Captain Gene stuff in because all of it works. And it does end all up being... shit is gold. It, and it also comes to a point. It does move the story forward when they go talk to him and he explains why he's been, like, uh, steering them away from this case and... And then gives them like almost permission to like, you guys should do this. You guys could be the heroes. So it's all valuable stuff. It's yeah. not a waste of time. Like, and I'll take any screen time with Michael Keaton. I fucking love him, man. Yeah, he's the he's so only good. reason I'm excited for the Beetlejuice sequel because I'm certain it's going to be terrible. Oh no, but Michael he's Keaton in will it. shine. Yeah, yeah. So is Winona Ryder. Like uh. a bunch of the cast coming back. It's about like her, her kid is that Jenna Ortega? I think now. Wow, Tim oh, Tim Burton Christ. ran out of fucking ideas. Uh, Too I bad. don't believe um, that. I believe maybe the money's right, or somebody else wrote it. Wow, never, it's so hard to get stuff made these days unless it's a sequel. So yeah, repeat, repeat. Nobody's, flush nobody's it down, willing repeat. to make any of the projects he wants, probably. Um, as is proper for a comedy like this, uh, I'm never lost in the story of what's going on. Uh, which is a good positive for it. This this shit's all easy to follow uh, forward. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, no, the story's easy to track. It's not, like, convoluted and confusing like a lot of things can get. It's never, it's never behi- like, past itself. Well, I guess, I, I don't know if actually maybe. Because at the end when it's talking about a Ponzi scheme, right, at the credits. Yeah. And it seems like there that they're like trying to draw a correlation between like some deeper theme in the movie, which is there thinly. Like when uh, what's his face talks about like uh, the American way is just like fucking greed and profit and exploitation and all that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean that shit's there. I have a feeling that a lot of stuff was cut out of this movie that it had like a really strong. Uh, narrative behind it 
And oh. I think that they cut it probably pretty heavy to be funny because we saw something else that was about it. But in the credits, anyways, they go into a big deal about the Ponzi scheme and blah, blah, blah. The, how the it's kind of like a uh, infographic. I, I think one of the best places you could actually cut this movie is to never show the bad guys without the main characters. So, like, you never see all of that. Like, think if you take out everything without Will Ferrell and, um, what's his name, a- and Urshant and the, other, and the other bad guys who are always stealing their guns and their shoes. If you take out all of the stuff you saw behind the scenes, because everything is explained. Like, and uh, it, also, it also makes it when they go and see that lawyer who's, who's Urshant's lawyer and he's working at the thing, that, and then he commits suicide... If you didn't see the behind the scenes and stuff, you'd be with them discovering all of that stuff. And because um, they spend a lot of the time with the bad guys without them, too, which is completely unnecessary. Why, mm. why do we need to see him and um, uh, what's her name who, who wants her money back? We don't need to see any of that stuff. That's very interesting. Yeah. I guess at the end, I guess not really. It is all explained. Uh, I it guess is all explained. Yeah, you do want to see the ultimate, the ultimate villain, though, don't you? Don't you? Like well, you want to see no, their face. But that's. But I mean, I mean, you could just completely edit her out of the movie, and you could have the the Australian guy be the bad guy. He's the real bad guy. It feels like who's anyway. the ultimate bad? Is it Anne Hayes? That's I guess, what John's yeah. saying. But who's that's that who credited? That's who Ray works for. Roger Wesley. Ray yeah, Stevenson you just don't need her the... in the movie because no, you there's really like don't. There's so many scenes with them doing their thing behind, but let's find out through the the characters, the story. Yeah. And that way, when they're collecting all this information, it means more to us. We already know everything. We've seen it. We're, well, we know go too, into, too much more. They go into discussion later in the movie about who he's in debt to. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's no secret by the end of it what's going on, and and I don't feel like not showing her in the beginning, or there's one period I think middle middle plus, uh, where she is again on screen for a short bit. There's nothing that you gain from any of that. Yeah, no, he's just a oat for blood hitman, oat for money, um, the bad yeah. guy, and then you really don't need anyone above him to be shown. You can tell he has higher ups, but who really gives a shit? All she does is like scream and be like, I want my. And I'm like, and I'm more makes, afraid of the big guy with the gun. And yeah, that, that guy's soul-minded anyways. He's clearly got a fucking job to do. And that way when those guys show up and take Urshant away and he says, don't let them take me and stuff, there's a mystery and stuff. It's intriguing. But we've already seen her order that guy to follow him around and take care of him. So then that scene's not as impactful anymore. Like, or you take you just all have that a, shit out. You show a quick news broadcast of that of that um, thing. You show her talking about the thing. You show him standing right to her right. And then that's the only time you ever see her. It's just a quick flash to tie them together with the yeah, story. That's right? fine. And then he moves forward as the bad guy representation. You never need to deal with anything else, right? You got a quick two-second introduction to how he links to the bigger Ponzi scheme, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then you can go. If that's even necessary yeah yeah and that would have cut the movie probably by 10 or 12 minutes god damn and made it more made it more interesting made it more of a mystery that we're figuring it out with them yeah this movie didn't need to be longer than an hour 
and 30 no you could have no. had it exactly on like, the on the button an hour and 30 minutes and it'd been it would have been great think of how many gifts urshan gives them they keep hammering the the different shows they go to like that the stuff moves cop, decently cop, quickly cop but stuff is bad too like if we're talking about extra stuff like yeah i do i mean i find all that stuff really funny i do too because i start thinking at what point does it detract from the movie as well right like a lot of this stuff is funny, and I don't need purpose behind jokes always, right? Like, I'm here to watch and laugh. But that so stuff if you're moves. making me laugh, then to me that's effective. I don't want to get rid of it all. No, no, no. I that just don't stuff, want the story to be detoured. Because that, that's, that stuff moves the story forward. They, they end up going after him, and then uh, whatever. Yeah, what comes of that? Of what? Well, them getting bribed, nothing comes of it. That's just a funny joke. No, no, but what I, what comes at the end of the bribes, I can't remember now. Oh, they do the good cop, bad cop, and then they get thrown out, and then they get attacked by guys on motorcycles. See, there's like you, you have to, you gotta restructure it a bit and stuff too. It's kind of all over the place. You can keep some of those funny bits, but you need to edit out stuff in between it. Once a guy gets thrown off the case, don't attack him anymore. Don't give him any more reason to come after you. He's just lost his job, maybe. Take that as a fucking big W. Move on with your criminal empire. Oh, how about this? The first time they lose their shoes in their car and they walk back to the station is funny. But the second time when they're strapped on a train and they end up in Vegas, all that stuff gets cut. Like, what the fuck, man? And then they just come back. And they, the captain's right. How many times does he tell them to leave Urshan Case alone? Three, four, like you don't need that many times. It's just, it just should have been once, and they don't listen. Like, what the fuck were they doing? I'm not Bad. as passionate about it, but I don't agree with your sentiments. In what way? I just mean I'm I'm not so against some of the meandering, I suppose, right? Um, if it was funny, like it's the okay. shoe joke, the shoe joke to me is is really quick. I don't mind seeing them um, become losers in the beginning with their shoes getting stolen. No, and that's fine. That's, that's a that's a quick line later where he just says like, "Why do you take our shoes again?" I agree. He doesn't need to be sent all the way to Vegas. That's one of the the things to me. That's that's a that's an unnecessary detour for sure. Um. But I mean, I, I guess, I guess I'm agreeing with you, but also saying I don't <laughs> yeah, want everything to go. You know, <laughs> the, <Yeah>. the <laughs> only I, I would want to keep the linseed oil, the linseed oil uh, scene oh, yeah. in because that's one of my favorite lines. Everything with with Michael Keaton would stay. Yeah, everything. I want to drop him a thank Keaton. you note. <laughs> it does look nice. <laughs> It looks really. Nice. It looks slippery now. It does. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it would be hard to hold. You might want some knurling in the handle there. Some. Like, it makes my my practical brain. Uh, it really gets delighted when I'm like thinking that that lady maybe was the one who disarmed. Uh, yeah, Will Ferrell, right? But that as they were riding away, she's like, "This man had a wooden gun," and they were like, "Let's get it varnished. That'll be funny." And they're like, "Yeah, cool." And they went like right to a wood shop because that take would that would take time to cure, I'm sure, and dry. Yeah. I don't know. That just that just delights me that someone maybe went through that. It's like, yay! It is really funny. <laughs> yeah, it's a great. 
It's a great like, scene. There, like, there's we, so much good comedy here. Like across the board, like there is tons and tons of really, really funny, really, really funny stuff. Christina too. You gotta keep Christina. Yeah. Like the uh, desk pop is you. one of the funniest I shits. You. I love when she grabs his face after she bashes him into the wall. And starts yeah. making him talk Look at with that her face. <laughs> I love you, Christina. That shit's all hilarious. Yeah. A fucking Brett Brett Gelman, I think is his name. Yeah, uh, he's really good in his life. I love scene. that guy in everything, man. I think mm-hmm. he was in Bored to Death. Isn't he the the fake he tries to be, he's the copycat of yeah. Jonathan? He is. Um, and, he's, and it's in the furry episode, and he's amazing in that, yeah. too. Oh, shit. Stranger Things he was in. And he was also in, um, shit, wasn't he in the one with Jason Schwartzman and uh, Zach Galifianakis and what's his name? Which From one? Cheers. That's the one I was talking about. Bored to Death. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Right on. Yes, Bored to Death. Yeah, I love right. Bored to Death. That's a great show. If anybody's listening, it's on HBO or Crave in Canada. It's We've got to watch it. Ted Danson, Jason Schwartzman, Ted and Danson, uh, Zach Galifianakis. Great cast, too. Good. Yeah, it's funny. It is funny. Yeah, so it, it's. I think what this movie comes down to, because like it looks good, Um. Like the, the directing and the specs are good. They're yeah, good. like the way they, they merged it. Here's something I actually wanted to talk about before I, I, I start to... I, I was going to maybe see if there was a, some winding down to do. and But I actually have this about it um, to discuss. The comedy, the level of comedy in this movie, do you guys feel it hits the right balance? Um, and what I mean is there's some like stuff that's grounded in this movie certainly but then it goes to the silly you know jump your car from a bus through a thing so it's establishing like some some uh fantastical stuff i guess mixed throughout this real world do you think that that balance that they struck with this movie matches like if i were to say maybe i would have liked a little bit more like leaning towards the naked gun stuff i i might have been a bit happier in this movie they're right on the precipice at points yeah that's what i'm saying like should they have gone over and leaned into that a bit more and created that world because right now the world seems to be the normal world and these guys just do goofy shit within it but like they ran over a dead body in cocaine with their car and then we're driving five minutes later to another place like it's <laughs> so like you know yeah, how yeah. how real is real deer vagina in the car <laughs> see they see that deer vagina. Adam never... McKay is Dirty Mike, hey. Yeah, I know. And hey. the other yeah. homeless guy, do you know what his name is? Captain what? Salty, I think. Oh my god, <laughs> which, which is great. The Captain the deer Salty. vagina. See, Maybe once he again, was a child. Uh, the child. deer vagina isn't as funny to me because it's not realistic. Everything else in that car made sense. Was really gross and funny. Even the raccoon coming and having babies. But then, the, and the deer vagina thing wasn't in the original. They cut that out. Oh, sorry. So once again, you gotta fucking no. But I'm just it just goes. Was the to deer show, vagina wasn't in the beginning in the original? No, it wasn't. And it just goes to show once again that who I bet you someone edited this movie for Adam McKay, or the studio had them cut it to an hour at forty seven, and so he took a lot of that stuff out. 
But then he did this. It looks like it, it's an, a director's cut or an extended cut. It's the uncut version is the one we ended up watching. Yeah, well, it needed the cuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Say that. Uh, that that and, and then some, I think we're saying. But uh, in terms of like Which the comedy. Which is funny because that one scene, sorry, John, no, at no. the end that we saw, um, we were talking about how we would have actually rather that scene than the other one. They both, they were two scenes. You could see why it was cut because they both kind of accomplished the same thing. If you guys remember, help me along because I'm just fucking uh, blank slate on which scene it was. <laughs> but I mean, some of the stuff that was cut was, was fucking great. Like, I mean, a lot of it was really funny, but it doesn't need to be there and it does need to go. No, the whole... Because you're going to fucking hang it all. The, the whole scene, there's a whole extra scene in a, in a art gallery... And That's it's, the one. It's all around Francine again. So Mark Wahlberg once again embarrassing himself on Francine's behalf and saying like inappropriate things to people there. But the scene, while long and drawn out and ultimately unnecessary, which is good why it was cut, the end of the scene is actually one of the funniest comedic pieces they showed in this whole extended cut because one of the actor, yeah, one of the actors from um, uh, the Silicon Valley and another actor are playing. Um, Gay attendees art. of this art gallery and they're gay, very flamboyantly yeah gay, uh, art yeah guys. very flamboyant guys and um as mark rollberg is trying to storm out they're like uh what do you call it like a sports announcer uh commentating they're commentating everything and when he freaks out they're like "Ooh, that had passion and then he says something else they're like oh i agree and then they start applauding and it all i don't know i did a bad job of that but that's actually like i laughed really hard at that because it's a funny way to that to frustrate Terry as he's leaving because everyone is like watching him have a beautiful moment in an art gallery and they're like, this is art. This is true art. He's like, what the fuck? (laughs) That was one of the things that I did like about the extended or uncut uh, version was Uh, that you see, you see more of that, um, of that running joke about how he like kept bettering himself, but only to make fun of like, yeah, ironically. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's definitely not necessary, and it's a good cut. But I, I thought um, that that was like one of those things that I was happy to see in there. Nice to see a different spin on some of the old jokes that you get used to, right? Right. Yeah, it was a nice surprise that scene for sure, um, and I laughed really hard at it. I almost thought it was better than the ballet scene. So I think Brent, you were saying they could have cut out the ballet scene and just had the art scene instead. Yeah, I mean. Technically, you don't need either of them. You don't really need Terry to have that. If you're going to lean into Alan's life, then don't lean into Terry's as well. You can have dialogue as they're fucking staking out or whatever about, you know, that he's got a girlfriend or whatever. But, I mean, you don't really need any of that shit. No, I agree. I think all of the stuff with his girlfriend should have been cut. It's thin anyways, even with everything we saw. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It doesn't amount to anything, yeah. You spend 10% of of the movie's time with Alan, you spend 10% of the movie's time with Terry, and you spend 80 more percent with Alan and Terry together. That's how you, like, never from those guys do you stray. I don't think anyway. No, you should never be going to the bad guys. All that stuff doesn't work. You don't need to know anymore. That guy who's the bad guy, Urshant, is very funny in all his scenes when he's with them, whether it's when they're taking him the car, whether he's giving him the tickets to the shows, and that stuff does go really quick, and it is funny. I would have mm. just cut the good cop, bad cop stuff. I thought that that was kind of lame. Bad cop, bad cop, and then and then 
Terry does that fighting with the motorbikes. I, I think all that stuff gets cut, and then they don't go to Vegas, and then they, they just continue on with the case. You could take out a huge chunk of that movie if you just remove all of that stuff other than him giving them tickets to shows and they keep falling for it, and then you cut everything after that to them getting thrown, getting fired or demoted. Like, I mean, you don't knock for like 20 minutes. <laughs> you don't lose anything from the story doing that. No. You yeah. get, you're less you bored and, and you're getting somewhere. You're getting yeah. to the gunfight in the boardroom, which is great. Yeah. I like that's that gunfight and the music and that stuff's all like that's awesome. got the right silly that they had been setting up in other the scenes. Action, with like, yeah, yeah Wahlberg doing the backslide on the table while like shooting going like, and I don't, don't know. You need to see him. You don't need to see him beating people up on motorbikes and throwing helmets at people to yeah. have that scene. He can still do that in the movie. They should have done a Willow where he's like, I'm a great warrior. I'm just being held back. And then at one time unleash and do the amazing thing. Like, no problem. That that's he probably would have worked that. better. He calls himself a peacock. I know. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so even he, when yeah. he's, he's in that support group and he's talking about how he was being groomed for a fucking like a wicked position. You don't need that other stuff. You just, if that scene right there, it talks about why he's, why, that scene is exactly there to talk about why he's in this fucking demoted role instead of already superstar cop, right? Yeah, yeah and that's his obstacle. Not not the girlfriend thing. That's his no, story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, his is career and Alan is fucking uh, personal. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Cause he, and they a- both Alan, like resolve them as they fucking accomplish the whatever fuck. Yeah, because Alan never wanted to be a cop. He just wanted to be a cop accountant or a forensic accountant or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he really just wanted to be a pimp. Yeah, well, that's true. Gator, 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 Gator don't play. Gotta use Jimmy's. <laughs> <laughs> um, Whose baby is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, see the like, lines oh. when he's Gator are funny, and when he's got the knife, uh, and he's like rubbing it along the side of his face. That's yeah. too the good. switch plate. He's the got teeth. gold teeth and a chain. I mean, it's all it's all very funny. What this though? What though? Is a great name too for a pimp. What is the verdict on the no, hold I'll up versus not hold it, up situation? For me, it doesn't hold up. It's oh. like I, once again, these is, this is one of those movies. Like this reminds me very much of Forty Year Old Virgin. I will watch 40-Year-Old Virgin again with uh, one night if I can't find something to watch because there's some great funny scenes in the movie that make me laugh, and I, I enjoy the characters and watching them. But at the end of the day, as a whole piece of a movie, they, there's too much. Um, th- it's not focused. It's, um, it's too messy. It doesn't work for me um, this time. Mm. And it's upsetting because <laughs> it always worked for me in the past. Do we watch it for this fucking show? Yeah. No, it doesn't work. Hmm. John, you? <sighs> yeah. I had a I have a, a bit of a tough time. Definitely the extended version staled me up, but after I reviewed closely what the additional scenes were, I feel like I'm able to separate it in my mind. This movie yeah, is I'm like I'm talking about the original version though, not the No, no, extended. I know, I know. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure. I think this movie is like eighty percent good. Maybe even eighty-five percent good. It's just it it really really gets lagged down by the excessive jokes. Like 
most if not all of the joke jokes are funny it's just they all most go on just that one line too long it seemed to like mm-hmm. draw things out and going that one extra mile and bringing that one more joke around full circle it just it, it, it makes it drag in a not completely pleasant way um, so this isn't like my favorite McKay movie it's not my favorite Will Ferrell movie either even though I like him, um, he stands out more to me in, in what he does um, than Mark Wahlberg does in, does in this. Uh, and Wahlberg pulls this off, like, really well. And Steve Coogan, like, does his stuff right. And and Dwayne and Samuel, they do a great job. And Ray is a really menacing. He's a great bad guy in this. I don't know how that dude didn't, like, get a whole bunch more shit. I know he did the Punisher a little bit, but... Um, yeah, but and then meandering though. But then the meandering. What the shit? What am I gonna say about this? <sighs> this like by a thread. <laughs> this by a thread holds up. Okay. Yeah, that was a ride. Yeah, I know. Uh, it really took me down. It really took me down to the end because like uh, most, if not all, of these jokes, I'm laughing at fondly, thinking about them for the next time when I would check yeah, this movie out. And I won't. I like, won't enjoy that they go on, but I will enjoy the laughs when I'm when them having them. And if we needed to throw on a silly movie some night to kill ninety minutes, like whatever, maybe slightly longer. If I was like on a plane and this was on, and then the other choices were like Titanic and fucking <laughs> the original Dune, right. I would. I would. Movie. I would pick this. <laughs> the new Dune. Too. There's no difference. Uh, hey, the, the new Dune. That's not true. That's not true. It's the exact same story. I can't believe it. it almost well, like the it's the same, same story because it's based on the same source material, but it is I know. a, it's a different movie. We write the script. Movie. Don't just steal Fincher's version of it. I can't believe they did that. Brent? Lynch's. Fucking John is just in the middle of calling his shit. Yeah. I, I, thanks, man. Yeah, you're cutting me off. And you're you're, you're he, meandering. He said it, he said it he said that while you spoke over him. Yeah. No, he didn't. Yes. Recording... Yeah, Why? we can go yeah. back and he already had said. Okay. It Anyways, it doesn't fucking matter. John, would you like to go? Because you felt well, like, I just uh, like to wrap it all up by saying thanks for letting me share my opinion, and it's so nice to be here. Thanks for uh, all the good things. No, uh, um, just just by the the thinnest though. Like it's just it's it's fine. It's a it's a it's a maybe even slightly above average comedy that just has problems. It's too long. So if you can put up with it and you like silly shit, like some naked gun level shit mixed with some, oh fuck, I don't even know. Fun action though. It's fun. There's a lot fun here. There's a lot fun here to enjoy. So enjoy it. Go enjoy it. Brent, what do you got? I mean, it holds up for me. I think that this is um, better than just an okay comedy. I think that this is rank among like the better comedies. Think about what's out there. Think about what you watch day to day. Most of these things are garbage. This movie had, I mean, a whatever fucking storyline, right? The storyline doesn't really matter. It's just, it's the characters and stuff that we're following it. And I think that the fact that we all laughed as much as we did watching this movie, the fact that we'll all watch it again, uh, not the uncut, um... The acting is all great. The directing's great. The jokes meander. Maybe they go on a little too long. Yeah, there's not without fixes uh, to be had in this movie. But overall, goddamn, good movie, man. Fun. So yeah, holds up. Did I say holds up? Holds up. Nice. 
I could tell that's Official. what you meant. Yeah, I like it, 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 as a movie, it, it has issues. As a comedy, it would yeah, it's definitely like I don't know. I'll say average plus. I couldn't even think of like what what overall level to place it in, but it's I, it. Man, I just laugh at some of this shit so fucking hard. It's that's got to count for something. I think so. Shit. I think any movie that you enjoy as much as we seem to all enjoy watching this. I mean, it's a comedy, right? At the end of the day, what's it supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah, some issues, but... Yeah, it's definitely got issues. Yeah. All righty then. (laughs) (laughs) Is that shocking, Colin? Um, No, I didn't think you guys were going to like... I think it held up, but... I was just when I left Brent's house, I was just like, "Fuck that movie, <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, the ass." But yeah. once again, it was the extended version. But I've seen the other one enough to know that I don't think, as a whole, it holds up anymore. It kind of reminds me of Bridesmaids in that way. Once again, I don't. That's that's Judd Apatow, but yeah, Apatow and McKay have worked together on lots of stuff, so. Yeah, he might he might have been involved in that one too. I'm uh, just having a really hard time watching Apatow's stuff these days. Um, I, th- I have we done knocked up yet? Because um, I would like to believe that that one really holds up for me. I mean, it's entirely possible it? that's happened. It's 250 movies yeah, we'll and counting. And look, there's a yeah, few. Anyways. Yeah, we can we can figure that out. But you know what? Uh, there, there's maybe something here of interest. But if you're a bit more of a fine connoisseur, as our good friend, no Colin people is. should people should see this movie if they haven't. I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if you had seen this movie. True story. But it's very once again very funny, but too skit like for me. Um, similar to Hot Rod for me. Similar to Forty Year Old Virgin for me. Wanders a lot, so they can do skits. Yeah. I just don't I just don't like the way that they do that. Yeah. But like very funny and very like quotable lines in this movie. Yeah. Uh, we did a few, but I mean the the quotes went on and on and on and on and on. So uh a lot of I, improvisation. Yeah. I find that the skit is because of the the type of movie, right? Kind of, but like Anchorman Two felt like it was no structure, just all skits, oh, one that's after the all next. Skits, yeah. The sequel is all skits. Um, they yeah, come I up mean, with funny ideas and somehow try and work it into a story. Like Anchorman, and, the first Anchorman as well. Like we're, we're, that's coming up later this month. Um, I'm sure like there's going to be scenes like the fight with the other studios, which will be hilarious and maybe even be called back to later, but. I think there's going to be stuff like that throughout Anchorman that's just going to be like, what? Uh, Anchorman will be problematic for that reason. I, I would think. I, this movie, I to think, me, felt like much less of that comparatively to other similar comedy movies. Like, this does have skits, don't get me wrong, but it it was they were fewer and far between. My, my bigger issue with this is how the non-skitty, somewhat story-related stuff just goes on a bit, a bit much. 
Yeah, but it feel, you feel the case. I yeah. think that's the thing that 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 is um, redeemable about that whole part of it is that it you are proceeding with the case. Like these are skits with purpose, right? Which yeah. is like, what are you gonna do? That's what a scene is, right? It's a skit. Fuck. Yeah. But, but if and they you, shouldn't they shouldn't feel like a fucking like a kids in the hall skit. If and they shouldn't at, be disjointed and not connected. But I think at the end of the day, like. I, that's a fucking tight line to wa- walk with such a with such a, a slapsticky movie, right? A movie that is this silly, yeah, um, is gonna fall into skit realm. I mean, Naked they, Gun would be the same, but it's it's not though. I think it's the writers. These writers, like John said, this guy came from a, a originally being on a skit comedy show. If you look at something like Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which is basically the same group of people making that movie, the writer of that screenplay was uh, what's that his face? That is not was, even close to the same tone as this. What are you talking about? It totally that is. That movie is not as silly. It has as a vampire. It has a vampire. He makes he makes a vampire puppet <laughs> musical, but that's not anything. That's real life. Go look around. Shit like that exists. There's two cops that jumped off a building onto a sidewalk in this movie <laughs> on purpose because they thought they could make it across the street to a bush, which for some reason in their head was better. These are not the same movies. These no, are not comparable but movies. That's, that, but that's what I'm saying is, is that comedy was written by a guy who didn't come from sketch comedy, and he wrote a, a very funny movie where the story flows in a way that doesn't feel skittish. Um, like I know, but uh, again, that's a different movie. My my point was about the movies being as silly as they are, falling like like slapstick movies falling into skit realm because as slapstick movies, I think that that's an easier place to to get into for those type of jokes. Whereas when you're writing like a Sarah Marshall or something like that, that is like is is a is a goofy real world type of scenario then you're writing funny scenarios and stuff like that which you're also doing here but i think with the characters being as goofy as they are the skits maybe play out more i don't know but, the, but that's am the, i up the, my we, ass maybe we use that word though meandering that's what that is it's just like let's not focus on the story let's focus on this funny thing that happens in a bathroom and like it's really funny though like and then we'll do that for like five minutes and then we'll like do something else. And so I think that a lot of these movies are problematic. Well, for me, they're problematic because they tend to be more like that. It's about the joke and not the story or it's about the joke and not the characters. It doesn't matter about the characters are are the plot. It's just like there's going to be some jokes. So to me, I always find just watching them when we do hold up, I always find that really troubling. Like I said, before we ever did this movie for Hold Up, I don't notice it as much, I think. So I think that makes it hard on me to uh, now go back and watch some of these movies and enjoy them again Um, when we do them on the show. Yeah, I get that. I shouldn't be wanting to do some of my favorite movies. I should refuse. I don't know why why I put myself through this. I think... This exercise sometimes... (laughs) <laughs> I think what I've learned through some of the reviews we've done lately, like the last two with this one and with Scott Pilgrim, that I can let some of the technical and, and hardcore, like stepping outside the box of what a what a ideal movie structure would be. I'm, I'm finding a little bit more comfort in doing things like that because I can let 
the other positives of the movie kind of outweigh the the issues be that the I have spotlight. with it. Yeah, be the be yeah. the thing that you focus on and enjoy it, yeah, right? And Try and enjoy fair. it. I, I like I was been really thinking hard about like enjoy these movies. Like don't watch them so critically because you're gonna find things, you're gonna poke holes. I'm just talking to myself, by the way. Um, so yeah, so the last couple I've tried to lay off and i'm glad we're that, doing all these kind of comedies um that's why i'm so impressed when we see a movie where we're all just like like the unforgiven are um uh you know like uh pretty woman are there's a shawshank redemption where yeah. you're just like they're like all of us are like this movie's fucking amazing like it's fucking bulletproof like not like um the first matrix movie is one of those i would say in yeah. that realm where it's just like if you look at it just without the sequels, The Matrix is a fantastic fucking movie. Yeah, like from beginning to end. Oh yeah. So I mean, we there are those movies out there that like overcome all of those. Yeah, they do. Fiction. Pulp Fiction doesn't even follow a structure, like a natural structure at all. <laughs> and yeah, it's talking about how it actually does it's just like it's a it's a structure in a clever plastic not structure disguise yeah it's great though that that he makes it work that way jumping around from story to story characters to characters introducing new characters that you get invested in immediately like bruce willis's girlfriend like why do i like her so fucking much she talks about her tummy and tons of skits i will have a pot <laughs> yeah. Well, um I let's keep these comedies rolling, especially the Will Ferrell ones because after this we have next week's Old School with Frankie Tanky, uh Stranger Than Fiction, which is Oh, I miss Luke Wilson. I've regarded Stranger Than Fiction as my favorite Will Ferrell movie. Some people think Me I'm too. crazy, Me but too. I I really no, I have agree. a soft spot for that movie because I find it 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 walks a interesting line between reality and fantastical um that i don't know it just kind of worked for me last time i saw it it's been a few years though and then anchorman we're going to finish out for will ferrell See? obviously a lot more will ferrell material to cover in the f- fucking I, coming I'm very, time i'm very scared of uh stranger than fiction because i really like you love that movie so much yeah and uh i think it's uh like it, it's the highlight of will ferrell's acting career Oh, man. All right. What do you think? Old school, yes or no, going to hold up or not? I think it holds up. I think it's super short, if I if I am not mistaken. Brent? Uh, it was never like one of my staples, that movie, but I'm going to say that I think it might actually hold up because it seems to, if I remember, have like a pretty clear purpose to it. Yeah. Yeah. You're my boy, Blue. Yeah. I, I'm expecting some speed bumps. But Boy, overall, it's an, hour and tw- it's an hour and 28 minutes. It's less than 90 minutes. Speed bumps, but it will hold up. That's what I say. What do you say? Well, tell us what you think in any of the ways that you can write or speak to us. Um, check us out on Instagram or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hold up underscore podcast. That's right. So old school next week. We'll see you in that one. Thanks for coming out for this one. It was a pleasure as always. We'll see you soon. And until then, enjoy your she. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. 
Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.